Let us come rejoicing and trembling to the Word of God this morning in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. We should rejoice that the Lord has inspired and preserved His words to us, and we should tremble before them because they are written by the Lord of heaven and earth, and we shall be held accountable for every one that we have heard and understood. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. The apostle is comforting the Thessalonian saints for the tribulation and persecutions that they were enduring that are described in verses 4 through 6. And so then he takes up in verse 7 with these words. And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with His mighty angels, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. When He shall come to be glorified in His saints and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed, in that day. Amen and amen. amen. What a contrast between the righteous and the wicked according to this passage. You know, these poor Thessalonian saints had given up their idols and changed their lives, and their new lives were known throughout the Roman Empire, so that the Apostle Paul said wherever he went, he didn't even have to tell about the changed lives of the Thessalonians because everyone already knew it. And yet they were being troubled by the wicked who were persecuting them and causing trouble and strife and persecutions in their lives. And so the comfort for God's elect has always been to look ahead and realize the Lord Jesus Christ is coming and who's going to right all wrongs and receive His elect into heaven and burn up the wicked. And here it's described as coming with His mighty angels in flaming fire and taking vengeance. And the description of the wicked here is they obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ tells us about Jesus, and it also tells us what we ought to be doing to please the Lord Jesus Christ. And those that disregard that shall meet the Lord of glory in vengeance, flaming fire, and with His mighty angels. However, There's another category here, and it's in verse 10. It's those that were suffering the trouble and the persecution in Thessalonica. And here's the description of them. When He shall come to be glorified in His saints and to be admired in all them that believe in that day. Because our testimony among you was believed. So there's three things we would like to see about the elect in this passage. One When they heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, they believed it. And that is not a momentary decision of believing it, but that is committing their lives to believe believe it and to be living it, which is really what belief is, is to be living it and to be continuing in a life of faith toward the things taught by the Apostle Paul. Second, not only did they believe about Jesus Christ, they admired Him. Is there within you a heart and a passion and a love that admires the Lord Jesus Christ, that admires His holiness, that admires His righteousness, that admires His commandments 
and the way that he deals with the issues of this life. And then past admiration, there is the glorification of the Lord Jesus Christ. Is your life bringing glory to the Lord Jesus? These are the descriptive statements that given to us in verse 10 about those that the Lord comes for and to bless and to take unto himself to be with him for all eternity. When he shall come to be glorified, now we will glorify him then, and to be admired, and we will admire him then, to all those that believe, because our testimony among you was believed. So the apostle was looking back at their belief. He was looking forward at their admiring and glorifying him. But to know fully that we would be in that number, we want to believe on him and all that the Bible says about him. We want to admire him and all the Bible says about him. And we want to glorify him by our praise and our lives. The difference between the wicked in verses 7 through 9 and the righteous in verse 10 is enormous. But there's descriptions made of them. And if you want to be part of the righteous, or if you want to have the evidence and the assurance that you're part of the righteous, then obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Stop troubling the righteous. Believe on Jesus Christ. Admire Him and glorify Him with your lips and with your lives. And we can put ourselves in verse 10 as far as knowing where we stand. There is nothing that you can do to change the eternal purpose and decrees of God. But you can lay hold of them and lay hold of eternal life as the Bible is going to teach us today. May the Lord bless us to understand that what the world doesn't know are the biggest things of life. The few things they've figured out are really quite meaningless and worthless to all men, righteous and wicked. There are events like this that are coming and that are nearby on the horizon that pale and destroy all of their thoughts, accomplishments, and ambitions. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming from heaven with His mighty angels in flaming fire and in vengeance. I want to be behind Him, not in front of Him with that kind of a coming. I want to be admiring Him and glorifying Him, and I trust that you do as well. And so today we come rejoicing that He's coming for us, and fearful, trembling, that we would be found among the righteous. We can be sure. And the surety is by obeying the gospel of Jesus Christ, believing, admiring, and glorifying Him, as the passage tells us. And we will look at many more. Let us pray. Our Holy Father, we rejoice and we tremble before Thy words. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, that You have put joy in our heart at reading and hearing Thy words, and You have also put fear in our hearts reading and hearing Your words. When we speak of the fear of the Lord, Heavenly Father, we do not want to displease Thee in any part of our lives. As we considered last Lord's Day, Father, we do not want to be guilty of sins of the heart. So purify our hearts by faith this morning. And Heavenly Father, we want to obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ in all of its commandments. They are not grievous, and His yoke is easy, and His burden is light. 
But we ask Thee to forgive us where in the past hours, days, this past week, that we have not obeyed that gospel, that You would forgive us through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and Your faithfulness and justice regarding that blood. Heavenly Father, we pray that You would stir up our faith to lay hold of the Lord Jesus Christ and to believe on Him, to believe that Jesus of Nazareth was the Son of God and He ascended out of this little atmosphere of this little tiny planet and ascended up to Your right hand and He sits there with a rod of iron on the throne of David ruling the nations and dashing them in pieces. Cause us to believe that He the Lord of glory laid down His life on the cross for our sins. And thus, for the love that was demonstrated from Thee toward us, we owe Thee our lives and all of our affection. And Heavenly Father, we pray that beyond that belief in the Lord Jesus, that You would stir up our admiration of Him, that we would adore Him. Heavenly Father, let us passionately see His beauty so that we might say, that He is altogether lovely. Heavenly Father, beyond that, let us lift up our voices this day and our lives every minute You allow us to live to glorify Him who gave up His glory to come and give His life for us. We thank You that He is now glorified at Thy right hand forevermore, that He ever lives, and if we were reconciled to Thee by His death, much more shall we be saved By His life. We thank Thee that we have a lawyer and an attorney at the right hand of Almighty God. And Father, we're thankful that You arranged for all of this that we might have everlasting consolation who have fled to the Lord Jesus Christ for refuge. Be with us this day. Heavenly Father, we ask that by the power of the Holy Spirit and according to the words that You have given to us in our Bibles, we might be instructed and confirmed, convicted and comforted of how we ought to live to make our calling and election sure. Oh, Father, convince us of the certainty of Your salvation and convince us of the certainty of the evidence and increase our confidence that we might be as confident as the Apostle Paul that to be absent from the body would be to be present with the Lord. Heavenly Father, we pray for every church assembled this day, or that will assemble, and their ministers, that you will bless them by your grace and spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to boldly declare the truth of your word that it might have free course and be glorified among those that hear. We pray for our nation. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for it. We're thankful for the government that you've given us. We're thankful for the men in the offices that you've given us, and we pray for them this day to be in health, strength, and to give them wisdom, to protect them from their enemies, to grant them all prudence, that with care they might take care of your people under their care. Heavenly Father, we pray, we supplicate, and we intercede for them, that you would have mercy upon the government of our nation, upon the government of our state, upon the government of our county, and upon the government of the cities and other municipalities that we are part of. Our Father, we come before Thee praying for those scattered souls, the remnant of the woman, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
that have no shepherd, that have no brethren of like mind to be with them this day, that you would comfort them, that you would be with them, and that you would teach them by the means they have at their disposal. Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for all the good things you pour out upon us every day. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not. And in that changeless, immutable God, we trust. And we thank Thee for the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday and today and forever. Nothing is changing except the foolish vagaries of our hearts. And we pray that You would forgive us those foolish hearts, that You would convince us and gird us up in the loins of our minds this day, that we would be holy, settled, established, and committed to the Lord Jesus Christ and His gospel. For it's in His name that we pray, committing our assemblies to Thee. In Jesus' name, Amen.